Welcome to Tamimi Talks, an insightful podcast series on the latest legal news and developments across the Middle East and North Africa. Welcome everyone. Good to be with all of you today. My name is Mark Brown. I'm a partner in the banking and finance team and also head of projects at Al Tamimi. With me is Aurangzeb, who's a senior associate uh, in our Saudi Arabia team and specializes in infrastructure transactions and project finance. The last edition of 2022 is a bumper section on all things related to the energy utilities and mining sector across the Middle East, North Africa region. Aurangzeb contributed an, an article to the edition on the regulatory framework in Saudi Arabia for energy and water projects. Now, there's been a huge investment in the kingdom in these sectors of late and into the future. Aurangzeb, what prompted you to uh, provide the article for this edition? Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you for that introduction, Mark. So um, in my years of experience in the project finance market across uh, Asia and now the Middle East as well, I've not seen a boom in the development of projects like I've seen in the Saudi market in the past few years. This is also one of the things that we touch upon in our article that uh, KSA is planning on becoming the world's biggest desalination market in the next five years. There's that. And then there's also the plan to strengthen the renewable energy contribution in the energy mix in KSA meaning that there's an abundance in opportunities for lenders and investors alike in KSA, uh, because of which I realize that this is probably the right time to discuss the developments, which are quite robust, as you mentioned, bumper in the market. Yeah, there's certainly a lot going on in Saudi, and you know, we see that every day um, within Al Tamimi. So the article itself covers both electricity you know, and the water sector, both you know, very large categories in their own right. Is there more investment in one sector or the other? Are we seeing one to be more busy? Well, that's a little difficult to say. As development of these mammoth large projects not only increase the need for energy, they also increase the need for uh, water, clean water supply in the market. So uh, there's, I'd say it goes both hand in hand, but that being said, I would still say that considering KSA is aiming to becoming the world's largest desalination market, I'd say there's relatively a larger focus towards the desalination market in that aspect. That's right. We've certainly seen ramping up of uh, you know the solar and power programs, and obviously the delinking of the desalination projects from power projects means you know the, the need to build up that grid uh, and have the power to actually supply the desalination market in a clean way using renewable energy, which is obviously a big focus of the region and, and Saudi in particular, having clear goals to 2050 on renewable energy targets. So from a legal perspective and the projects that we've done, is there a, you know, a greater level of complexity uh, under either of the frameworks that investors or lenders would need to be or would be interested in? From a regulatory perspective and from a legal perspective, I, I can't say that there is a greater level of complexity from one market to another. But one thing or one difference that we could uh, highlight is the fact that the relative uh, energy market is more mature and is undergoing a recomposition, as you just mentioned, toward the more sustainable energy mix, whereby in the water desalination market, we're still experiencing and we're still dealing with a lot of clients we're coming in with new innovative ways of water desalination. So I'd say the energy market is relatively a bit more mature 
and is going through a recomposition whereby there's still new innovations happening in the water desalination market. And you mentioned in the article a number of the, you know, the key regulatory players on both the energy and water side. Is there anything that we can tell listeners about um, is the different in approaches that the, the regulators take or in terms of their sophistication and ability to facilitate uh, the delivery of transactions? Absolutely. So um, considering the Saudi 2030 vision, the governments are particularly keen on supporting projects that provide novel, innovative, efficient solutions to the market. And we've seen this in the past practice as well, that regulatory authorities are quite accommodating, quite facilitating towards uh, setting up of new projects. So to that extent, there's a unique advantage at the moment for the developers who are keen on contributing towards the 2030 Saudi vision. Yeah, and with the market, you know, with the Saudi market looking to become a, you know, the leading desalination market in the world, uh, they can't do it completely from a homegrown perspective. So certainly a lot of interest from uh, international developers and local developers in Saudi. Do we see, you know, when a difference in approach by international developers to local, or is it they, they tend to team up? You're absolutely right about that. There is, there's a widespread growing interest uh, of international developers because this, they see this opportunity in, in Saudi according to the 2030 vision. But from a developer's perspective, there isn't quite a difference in the approach. However, local developers are at a relative advantage because of the Saudization requirements where you know, a certain proportion of the labor engaged is consisting of locals. And then also a certain proportion of the equipment that is manufactured is also required to be locally manufactured. So uh, local developers are a little bit more acquainted with uh, the local regulators and tend to have better contacts and relationships, which does put them at a relative advantage compared to international developers. But that being said, uh, certain international developers who have been investing in the market are also acquainted with, with the landscape, with the framework, which is why while there is an advantage for the local developers, I don't think it's something which is offsetting or uh, in any which way disadvantageous for uh, the international developers. That's great, Aurangzeb. So tell me, um, you know, what's been keeping you busy over the last 12 months? Oh, so that's one of my favorite things to talk about because uh, we've been very fortunate actually in representing several local international clients, both on the sponsor side, on the project company side, and then also on the lender side. And across both uh, water desalination and water treatment and energy related projects. So uh, we've been very fortunate. We've had uh, several big players who've already set up several projects in the market as well. And then there, there are new clients as well with new innovative technologies coming into the market. We tend to be the preferred pick for most of them. So we're advising both um, foreign and lend local lenders as well in structuring financing facilities, drafting up finance documents devising security to structures as well for all these large-scale projects. Okay, so Sorangzeb, what do you think in, in your view is the, the key areas and how, how Altamimi really adds value to our clients in delivering these projects? Right, so considering how we've been representing both sponsors and lenders across various projects, Tamimi has, has these outstanding relationships with local regulators. Um, it has years of working experience working in the landscape. We have uh, great subject knowledge of the local law requirements, which is something which uh, 
most uh, firms struggle in, or maybe the international firms cannot compete with. Then there are these uh, new insights that we keep publishing and uh, developing under the law. For example, we recently saw the advent of the new companies law in 2022 in KSA. And we happen to be giving presentations to our clients on the significant changes in that law and how might that affect their day-to-day businesses and their decisions. And just the outstanding uh, local presence that we have makes a great difference for our clients in approaching these regulators and gaining these consents and permits, which oftentimes takes a long while for for developers. So in the years of experience that we've had in the region, uh, we're well very well suited for to advising our clients. For example, from a banking and finance perspective, um, after the publication of the new company's law, we've also been advising banks and developers on novel ways of structuring debt and equity. Uh, We're reaching out to regulatory bodies to procure permits and consents, incorporating companies every now and then. So uh, I'd say we're a pick of the several big players in the market, and we strive on supporting our clients in navigating the Saudi landscape, which uh, makes us exceptionally well-suited and best-positioned. Thanks, Rukzeev. Thanks for your time. Uh, and thanks for everyone for listening. I hope you gained an insight into the Saudi water and electricity market. Of course, further insights or uh, perspectives needed in the market from having read the article, we'll be glad to hear from you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to Tamimi Talks. Stay updated with all the latest legal news and developments on our social media channels.